and uh, it's the table breakers they've done it again. Is this the biggest panel we've ever had on, Jason? One day you have a guy throwing mid mid seventies, and next week you have a guy throwing fifty five mile fastballs. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ball Caps and Bagpipes. It's a Scottish baseball podcast, and I'm John McKellar. I used to be a Glasgow Comet, now I'm on commentary for Baseball Scotland. I'm Jason Durr, former league president. You threw me off, John. <laughs> You're the new intro. You threw it on me. Former league president and Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. Yeah, indeed, Jason. And uh, this evening, we're joined by three gents that you're quite familiar with, uh, particularly two of these guys, uh, both Rudy Dunn and Mal- uh, Sylvain Morisot. Uh, we're also joined by Ryan Mickey McFarlane. Uh, of course, Rudy, you're the manager of the Edinburgh Cannons. Uh, Sylvain, manager of the Edinburgh Diamond Devils. And Ryan, you take care of the single lane nights. Um, we are going to chat tonight about opening day. Uh, it's coming up this coming Sunday, just six days to go until first pitch. Uh, the Edinburgh Derby is the Game of the week. I'm going to be there at the field calling the action. So we're going to take a look at that. We're going to take a look at the off season and what you guys expect from your respective teams over the course of the 2023 season. Now, uh, Sylvain, uh, you are a bit pressed for time this evening. You're sunning it up in uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, and you've got some kids to take care of in a bit. So we're going to start with you. Uh, Sylvain, talk to us first off about the off-season. Uh, I understand that it's been kind of uh, an eventful off-season, particularly recently, but talk to us first about uh, the off-season and how you feel about uh, the team and where it's going. Yeah, so like uh, this is going to be a little bit challenging uh, with the new team that is being uh, rebuilt. Um, but it's like a, it's a good bunch of people, um, so I see that as being like a nice season to uh, to go through. Um, to be a bit challenging, tough pitching, I guess. Uh, but I don't see anything you know uh, out of the ordinary in here uh, from uh, what the Devil used to be in a couple of years. Um, we've also got a few uh, former Devils are probably gonna coming back as well. Season, so we're gonna see uh, some new faces and uh, some old ones. Old, not that old, but like uh, some of them we haven't seen on the uh, field for a while uh, nowadays. Uh, but overall, uh, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a nice season to, uh, to play in the level this year. Just talk to us about the game that's coming Sunday, Sylvan. How are you feeling about that? It's the Edinburgh Derby. You guys are the away team, I believe, on account of the Cannons winning the season series last year. Uh, I think I've gotten that right. Um, how are you feeling about that game? And is there anything about it? Uh, the lineup that you're likely to put out that we should know about? Yeah, no, no, I think there's no, uh, there's no uh, magical maybe players that we're going to bring in, so really doesn't have to worry too much uh, on that. Uh, but we've been playing, you know, a few internal games uh, all together, so I think we all have a pretty fair, pretty fair understanding of, you know, the, the two teams and uh, their weaknesses and, uh, and the strengths. So I think it's going to be an uninvoteful game. But uh, I'm hoping that everybody on the on my side learns quite a lot uh, from that game. We have a few tricks up our sleeves coming, so we'll we see how that goes. Unfortunately, I will see that from uh, from far from far away. So I hope you know that I will be able to follow all your comments uh, in there. But um, yeah, like it could be standard lineup for us, like the same one we've been using uh, for the past few weeks, and uh, I think it works well. Teams had a good question uh, last uh, last Sunday, so yeah, quite confident it's going to be still going to be a interesting game. 
So you're not going to be there, obviously. You're out there in Argentina, as we said. Uh, is there anyone in particular on the Devils, um, particularly bearing in mind the kind of lack of veteran presence that the Devils have now? Is there anyone in particular that you'll kind of lean on to lead that group? Well, I think I think the guys, you know, even though not everybody has played, you know, AAA, they all have, you know, had experience in there, and you know, I mean, we're kind of all grown-up minds, you know, like we we know how to handle ourselves, you know, in the fields, uh, and we have a few people like, you know. James Nicholson, you know, that can have plenty of experience, you know, and uh, so I, I don't feel that me not being there is going to be a, a big impact, you know, in terms of, you know, coaching-wise. So it should, it should be fine. And uh, finally, what are your uh, objectives for this season on the Devils? Do you have a sweet spot in the table that you're looking at in terms of where you hope to come in? Me, myself, you mean? Uh, the team, but if you have any personal objectives, then please do. Ah, share yeah, well. so it's quite a few, a few objectives I've seen uh, in this year. It's uh, mainly to try to grow up, you know, the, the players that we're bringing in, uh, in AAA. Like, a lot of people who will definitely benefit uh, from that playtime, you know, in AAA. And uh, I can see already from the past few games we've done that people are really growing into it. And, uh, you know, they just need, you know, more game more game time in there to, uh, to get their fit in. To get their fit in. Um, so for me, this year is like, you know, the confidence building year, you know, where people, you know, get to the position they like, uh, see what they like, train on that. So I would definitely see like different improvement during the year, during the season, you know, uh, for various people, you know, some people might decide, hey, this is definitely not a position for me. You know, I see I'm not liking it. I want to shift. So I, I'm expecting a few shifts to happen during this season, but I think most of the people we have here uh, this year have, uh, you know, quite like where they, they, they're going to be playing. And, uh, and this is exactly what I want to have, like, you know, people happy to play uh, where they are uh, this season and, uh, and make sure, you know, we make way in the team for all the new players, you know, that are coming up, you know, through our uh, junior programs and, uh, and all that, you know, that, Making sure you know the base, uh, the baseball is definitely still growing. You know, because I, because I, I don't want to say like we have a lot of old people in uh, in our teams, but you know we're not growing. Not nobody is uh, is getting younger, and you know having the capacity to have space in these teams for uh, younger people is very very important. Otherwise, you know, none of our teams you know are going to go stronger uh, if we don't allow that. So, so yeah, no, I'm um, quite quite happy with. Uh, how things are for the moment, and uh, we'll see how it goes, you know, in, um, further during the further during this season. No, you have it's come out of kind of a place of adversity that, that, that there's quite a few experienced players in the AAA Diamond Devils who have left the club. Um, but are you? You must be excited about the prospect of taking a, a group of kind of less experienced players and molding them into a ball club sort of in your own image, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, I, I do like mentoring. I like, I like to, uh, you know, to teach and train people. So, yeah, I, I quite like that, yeah. Now, the last thing for me, Sylvan, for you, uh, I want to talk about last season and in particular the AAA Caledonia Classic. Uh, you won the Caledonia Cup last season, uh, but as a member of the Tayport Breakers, you're right back with the Edinburgh Devils, uh, Talk to us about the experience of winning that trophy uh, elsewhere other than Edinburgh and uh, how it feels to be back home with the Devils. 
So yeah, so teleport, I would say like, you know, don't feel jealous people, but to me, uh, it's like, it's one of the field I, I really like to play. It's uh, the view from over there is really fantastic. I, I wish we all had, you know, the, the nice uh, forest scenery and uh, and, uh, and uh, sea view on, on the background. It's, it's really amazing. And uh, the one thing was really great is, you know, People were really welcoming in, uh, in that team. You know, it, did, it does help. I did help as well. You know, to to be back playing with Shenyan and uh, as a former devil. So, yeah, it was really really great experience. I really enjoyed myself, and uh, and I was just a player. You know, like nothing else. You know, no coaching, nothing. So that really does, you know, help to uh, to have a season where you can uh, you can actually rest from all, all that you know tension and pressure of uh, of leading the team. So. That was really, for me, that was really, really nice here for, uh, for, for a long time. So I really, really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, that was really welcome, welcome to him. And of course, you won the Caledonia Classic MVP award last year. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, let's, say, let's say the wind was on, uh, blowing the right direction for me to, uh, to make the catches. And uh, yeah, and as, uh, I really enjoyed playing, you know, outfield, uh, full outfield. Uh, for a while, it's, uh, it's been a while I've been able to do that. So uh, obviously this year will be <laughs> quite different. But I probably think I'm going to have to uh, uh, unretire my uh, my throwing arm um, for some part of the season. Uh, but we, we'll see where uh, where I fit the best for uh, for people. But this year will be probably me uh, playing utility players uh, wherever uh, where it's required. So probably not see me much in the outfield. But yeah, you probably see an amount. Hey, if last year's anything to go by, you've certainly still got the legs for it, Sylvain, so I wouldn't mind seeing more of that uh, in 2023. Um, we're going to move on to you next, Rory, uh, but uh, first off, Jason, do you have anything that you want to say to Sylvain or anything you want to ask him? I was going to ask Sylvain if he convinced the old-timers to come out of retirement to help you out this season. <laughs> Sorry? So you can say that again? Did you convince the old-timers to come out of retirement for one more season and have a go? So so some of them, some of them, the, the one that were uh, retiring for, uh, you know, either shoulder injuries are uh, now back in, uh, in, uh, in action and, uh, you know, kids, uh, kids getting older. So now it's a bit easier to, to come back. So, so we see there's, there's a few. Uh, you'll see them on, uh, on the field and uh, hopefully this year will probably going to be a traditional year for them. But uh, I do think that if they like what they see this year, they're definitely going to come back uh, again for next season for more games than they are doing this year. Cool. That's all I had for Savon. So we, we can let him go and, <laughs> yeah. and bask in what like 30 degree weather. So. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy you, the the time time the back. <laughs> you guys. Thanks for joining us, Savon. Thanks, Savon. All right. So we'll move on to you next, Rudy. Before we do, uh, I just want to quickly read a few comments we've got here. Uh, Jeets26, uh, guy you know pretty well, Jason. Uh, he has said, uh, it's my second favourite podcast featuring Jason there. Evening, gents, and also Rudy, my second favourite Red Sox fan and handsomest man in all of baseball Scotland. Uh, Jeets, who's your, who's your favourite Red Sox fan as well, I would like to know? Um, Jordan McRitchie oh, comments, uh, Sylvan's radiance is blinding. Uh, Devils are going to have fun playing baseball, says Convoy 20. So, Paul Convoy. Uh, Bivsky, Bivesky says, Can't wait for the season to start. I'll be in Tapo to witness the action. Um, hopefully, I'll bump into you up there. Uh, I'll be calling games in Tapo at some point this season. 
So Rooney, uh, Rooney Dunn, manager of the Edinburgh Cannons, the Scottish national champion Edinburgh Cannons of 2022. Uh, first off, Rooney, we have to we have to catch up about the the league win last year. Talk to us about that 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 league win. It was quite a dominant performance from the Cannons basically throughout. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't do any of this that doesn't involve me smiling cheesily and having people probably want to hurt me for looking so smug. But it, you know, we had a we had a, a good, a very good, strong team. We got off well. Like we started the season very well, um, to the point where we were list- we were kind of counting the days, going when when can we actually call this done? You know, and it kind of it kind of seemed to drag on a little bit because the comments put up a hell of a fight, and it was you guys in the comments that kept keeping that mathematical. Uh, I don't know where to get the mathematical ability going. So we're like, you know, we were trying to get ready to have a celebration. Like oh another week oh my god we won't book tomorrow off we got to go another week again but uh, no it was good it was such a nice big thing and it was kind of like a big release as well like you know when you know you have a good team there's that pressure on you to do well and until it's done you back your head you're always thinking that something can come and ruin this you know something's gonna I'm gonna ruin this or something's gonna take away from you so. When we the day that we did it, um, which was the win against Aberdeen, it was such a relief. Like we kept playing the game. Like we, when the game finished, it was such a nice day and such a beautiful day. Aberdeen stuck around and we just played some fun baseball afterwards. The beers were out. We celebrated. It was fantastic. Uh, and that was such a high. And it was you know the videos and photos of the celebrations, folks running around. I got the bucket of water on my head, which is a whole lot colder than I remember from the ice bucket challenge seven years ago because i mean jason we won it four years in the trot and i never once dunked gatorade on you and i feel i really missed the trick there <laughs> i'll just make sure i come to the field wearing a rain jacket just in case you decide to relive some memories yeah, i'll get you one day but that was good i mean you know obviously the end of the season was a little premature the uh you know a uh, little unfortunate we that that was a good, good tape team, as is shown by the fact that they won it all. You know, I mean, hats off to them. They were phenomenal. And, but that, that was the weirdest bit. It, as much as the league was fantastic, we won it. End of the year, it still feels like we did not live up to our expectations. And, I, you know, we should have been, in my head, amongst the team, we should have been holding both cups. Which means this year, the goal, sorry if I'm jumping ahead of your questions, is two cups. You know, it's that's aim high. You know, aim higher. Don't bother. I mean, the goal is perfect record, sixteen perfect games. Now, you know, immaculate innings. Always, you know, start start at the very top and aim for the highest. So, so what you're saying is, you guys were the 2001 Mariners. No, because except that they won something. No, no, they didn't. They won 116 games and then yeah, lost they, in the playoffs. The Cannons won oh, something. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> You mean the 2022 was on with the 2001 Mariners? Yeah. No, so, it, um, it, it, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. If you were going to continue, then please do. No, no, I, I feel I'm just going to keep trapping the same point that I've made over, <laughs> over for the past few minutes. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to. You mentioned uh, that you had such a strong start in 2022. Um, now, I remember back before 2021 season that the, you were very confident. Um, you. I think, well, I believe your words were that the cannons were stacked. Um, for some reason, it just didn't 
really click in the early weeks of that season, and I think that that potentially cost you guys uh, a couple couple games in the in the league standings. Um, did you guys approach last spring when the season started any differently? Uh, and do you attribute the strong start you had last year to anything in particular? Um, I mean, it, it took us a while to find our stride. We were still winning games. I think it was. I think we had six in the bag before. It was the Comets actually gave us our first defeat. It was that 11-inning game with David through like 10 of the innings. That ridiculous 11-inning yeah. game in uh, Edinburgh. <laughs> I missed um, that as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a game that was. Um, you know, like I think it took us a little bit to gel because it was quite a new unit. There's a lot of guys, you know, played together just a couple of years and we had a couple of new additions last year. Federico, Connor, Ivana Jose coming over. So it took a bit to kind of gel. It took me maybe a couple of games to find that lineup as well, where folk are better off hitting wise, getting people together. And same way, you know, with the pitching, it, you know, it just takes you a couple of games to get that sorted. Because sometimes the problem in training games is you don't always get a chance to train as a team because we work all together as Ember Baseball and we have the three teams. To work as a team would then be having to run three training sessions. We don't have that equipment. We don't have that field. So having to work together when you're working with everyone, you know, you're getting your work in, training, reps and stuff, but it's never maybe your entire infield working together, turning those double plays, you know, talking to each other, knowing where folk like to play, where folk can be. It's, you know, it just takes a couple of games to get that in. This year, we've tried as much, we've tried to do more, keeping the team together, working together in training and stuff. I mean, the fact that we've had a year under our belt and we are returning the same team this year should be a great bonus. We know each other a lot better. We've been through a lot. Everyone's a bit more clued into where we're good, where we need to work on, how to help each other out. So hopefully we're coming right out the right at the gate, uh, hitting, pitching, fielding, and playing our best ball. Um, so I have a question for you, Rudy, from Jordan McRitchie on Facebook. Uh, question oh, and yeah. comments. Is Rudy going to get his second homer this year? So no pressure, Rudy. But are you planning on a? Are you planning a sequel to last year's absolute beauty? I, I feel eighteen-year gaps, much like the Mariners' playoff hopes, is a nice <laughs> gap between home runs. <laughs> Very well played, sir. Uh, Jason, do you want to? Um, do, you have, do you have a retort for that? No, that's well deserved. <laughs> as long as the cannons don't sign Richie Sexton and Carlos Civil, you know, we're okay. <laughs> um, so, Rudy, you've kind of set a bit of an expectation there. You mentioned earlier uh, you want two cups. Um, mm. Does that mean then that for you and the cannons, it's League and Caledonia Classic or bust? I would say League and Caledonia Classic or bust. I feel that this is a bit like you don't want to sound too braggy. I feel like we should be winning at least one of those. If we don't, then something somewhere has gone, either gone wrong or has not gone our way. But I feel like, like I said, we did so well last year, but we could have done better. N knowing, you know, our team and our guys resting on your laurels and being happy with the same again. That's not how folk are going to sit. It's, you know, there's going to be that little bit in the back of the head going, we, we could do this better. I'd, you know, I can't wait to go up to Tayport and see him again, but you know, there's going to be that little bit in the back of folks' heads going, we really want to win this one. And you know, and it's not like it was, a, you know, it wasn't a bad game. There's no bad blood with Tayport. They played phenomenally, but you just want to 
you know, you want to erase that last loss. It's the same. Our only losing record against the team was the Comets last year. You guys took two or three from us. Let's have no losing records. You know, it's that kind of mentality of let's, what went wrong, let's try and turn that around for this year. So, yeah, you've obviously set high expectations for the team. Uh, I think you guys are definitely uh, more than capable of meeting those expectations. My, my last question, I guess, to you would be, how do you how do you go about meeting those expectations? Is there anything you tweak? Do you change anything in particular? Is it, uh, do you rest arms here and there? Or what's what's the secret, do you think? Uh, God, if I knew the secret, I'd charge you. Uh, there, there's no secret. Like I said, sometimes it, baseball's that game where it could literally be an unlucky bounce and that's your day ruined, you know? And I said, sometimes it's, you've got a game and suddenly half your guys are on holiday or whatever and your team's not, you know, that happens from time to time. And there's not much you can do. You can put out the best team you have and play the best baseball that you have. And, you know, if you do your best and you still lose, you can still hold your head up and say that we at least did our best. If you put out a great team and play terribly, then maybe you've got to look a bit more inwards. And I don't feel at any point we played terribly. Like I said, even that, that Tayport loss, we played really well. It was such a close game. I mean, you, you guys were there. You saw, you know, it was still held to high. We might have lost, but we played well. There was no games last year where I feel that we played terribly and completely deserved to lose. So, like I said, I just try to keep that mentality of as long as everyone is working together, you win as a team, you play as a team, help each other out. And if folks, folks get down about errors or strikeouts or stuff, you've got eight other guys, nine other guys on the bench who are your biggest cheerleaders, pick each other up and just a positive mentality will lead to positive things without getting too Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and uh, so I've got one more comment here. This is from Jose Antonio C. Gonzalez. Uh, Cannons is more than a team. It's a family. All the best for everyone. So uh, you certainly have plenty of people uh, rooting for you guys. Uh, Rudy, that's all from me. Jason, do you have anything you want to uh, chat with Rudy about? Yeah, I do. Actually, I got a good question for you. So uh, considering that most of your team is coming back in this year, who do you going to see the biggest improvement from? Uh, the biggest improvement from? Um, one player who I'm excited always to see, and I don't know if he can improve any better, is Connor Smith. You know, that kid is he is a phenomenal player, and yet he is still such a young kid that there is improvement to come. And that's a scary thought. You know, our field's only so big. And, but he has such a love for the game, and he has such a professional attitude towards the game that he is such a pleasure to play with and to manage. So I'm always excited to write his name in the sheet and to see him play. Um, Improvement-wise, uh, there's a Knight who I'm going to be calling on more this year, hopefully Adam Fortune-Smith who um, hopefully with some more AAA time, we'll see some big improvements from. Uh, he did so well last year to get his first call-up. And Mookie will hate me for taking away from his team more and more, but uh, he's absolutely deserved it. So I think from, you know, for the up-and-coming, that's maybe the name to watch is um, himself. I mean, this Mookie McFarlane guy as well. Like, you know, he's, more of a, he's, he's more of a 4A guy. <laughs> 
Sorry, we kind of threw that out there, you know. Not too good for single A's, but not good enough for triple A. You know, we'll just go there. So yeah, we love it. He's only a mixed team to hit anyway. <laughs> would quadruple would quadruple A not be better than triple A? Yeah, it was his experience. It's the expression, you know. That it's just a, it's a four A guy. Not not good enough for the bigs, but too good for triple A. So is he the official journeyman? Yeah. <laughs> So hey, you've, I've got, you've, never, you've never heard that expression before. The quad A guy. I don't think I have, no. And you call yourself a baseball fan. I'm a Yankees fan. We don't do farm systems. <laughs> no, <laughs> just we, we, we buy over overheight, aging, broken down veterans and, and throw everything at the field and see what works. It usually it does. have a great year. I don't know what you're on about. Oh, yeah, I don't have high hopes, really. Um, I've got a question uh, for both of you guys, actually. So, Mookie, we're going to bring you in in a sec anyway. Um, it's from Brian Clark of the Galaxy. Uh, good hearts, man. Uh, with one single A and two triple A teams, how do you guys pick your triple A rosters? Um, it's, I mean, as by the rulebook, it is baseball experience. We have a lot of players that are in Edinburgh now, but played baseball either back home in the States or back home where they come from, and you have to take that experience into account and go, that's not a single-A player. Or it's by virtue of the level that they play at. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a quite, I mean, I don't know how most other teams evaluate their A and AAA, but, you know, yeah, there's a lot of folk where you kind of go, it could be both. You could play both. It's that boundary. But then there, there's definitely guys where you go, that's AAA. And that's the level that they play at. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping someday to drop down to uh, the Knights. You know, I'm hanging on by uh, the, the very edge of this team. I, I can barely get into my own team. So hopefully I'll just I'll hit 37 and just <laughs> drop it down, get DFA'd. Knights will pick me up. I was thinking the Yankees will pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaving this. Uh, Brian, Brian has a follow-up. He says, "What I mean is, an A player is ready to step up. Which team does he go on? So I think it's how do you select oh. which of the two teams uh, that A player will go to? Thanks for the question, Brian. That's brilliant. Uh, it might. It, it depends on who has a need that week." Obviously, we're always playing both weeks. And if one team turns in and goes, actually, you know, we're going to need a couple of guys for the Knights and we need these positions filled. If I turned around to Mookie on uh, midweek and went, look, I'm going to need a third baseman and it can't be you, who can you send me up for the Knights? Or if the Devils turn out and we need a catcher in a left field, then that helps send the right people up. Because, you know, if someone's been playing third base at the Knights the whole season, but I needed a catcher, that's that's not the person you'd send up, even if that might be the best player on the the A team. And then some, you know, there are players as well where they are, or they were Devils or Cannons for, before the Knights existed, and they want to continue that. They already have the jersey and the hats, and they only want to play for that team because that was their team um, a couple of years back before we had this A league created. And you have to respect that. You know, it's you have to respect where people want to play because. I would rather folk enjoyed their baseball and played somewhere and with people that's going to bring them enjoyment than force them to go and play, at, you know, somewhere or something that they didn't want to do. And it's not like it's people or whatever on different teams that people don't want to be around, but you just have to kind of respect that of if folk have been with that team before, 
and that's the team they want to play with, then that's the team that they will go and play with when that need arises. All right, man. Uh, one last thing, Rory. Uh, this Sunday, opening day, uh, what can we expect from the lineup? Uh, are you looking to lean on anyone in particular? Is there anyone we should be looking out for this Sunday? I'm leading off first pitch home run. That's, uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jordan, you're not going to have to wait long for that second home run. Also, <laughs> Van, I'm swinging first pitch. Here we go. All <laughs> uh, oh, right. <laughs> uh, Jason, anything else for you for, for Rudy? No, that's all we have tonight. All right, thanks so much, Rudy. Uh, Ryan, Mickey McFarlane, uh, welcome back to the show. I think I missed you when you were on last year, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I think it was just Jason uh, and I that were on. Yeah, I was away licking my wounds after you broke my. <laughs> I think I'd actually mentioned that I was disappointed you weren't there because yeah. I wanted to ask if you'd ordered a new yeah. one yet. But... Oh, uh, yeah. Don't think I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Ryan, you are, uh, as we've uh, heard already, you're one of the Cannons players, uh, but you're also primarily uh, the manager of the Edinburgh Knights single-A team. Uh, last year was the you guys' first kind of full season in the A-League. Um, talk to me about the experience of uh, being part of that night set-up for the first season uh, and, and how that went. No, it was a really good setup. It was a really good atmosphere within the team, like with the two teams that we had for the uh, the Cannons and the Devils last season, there was obviously a lot of uh, competition for spaces. Like, yes, the Cannons were stacked, but the Devils always had that nine AAA players for each game. So having the Knights allowed people who, like you say, are on that sort of cusp of AA, AAA to get decent playing time and not just within Edinburgh, like the Glasgow single-A teams were, were really good. The Tayport team, obviously, they they walked through uh, the league and the cup and that as well. So it was still a good level of play. Um, and I think that's helped a lot of people progress into that AAA team, especially the folk who played on the Knights primarily but called, got called up to the Cannons and the Devils quite often. And now with the sort of restructure of the Devils, there's a lot of those people who have moved into that team and I think they won't feel as out of their depth as they might have if they were thrown at it full-time last season. Um, so I think it's a good step for them. So you mentioned the, the, the restructuring of the Devils and you've potentially lost quite a few of the kind of key guys on the Knights. So Rudy also touched on it earlier. Um, how are you approaching that? Um, because obviously... You, as the manager of the Knights, still have to field uh, the best nine that you can on a game-by-game -game basis. Uh, is there anyone that's come in over the off-season that you're particularly excited about? And how are you going to take on that challenge? Yeah, there are, we've we've seen the last couple of weeks at Sunday trainings, a lot of new people show up. Different abilities, but there are some that are already on that cusp of AAA. Um, not to pick names and... Uh, pick favourites, but there are three or four that will move up pretty quickly uh, if that space in the team allows for it. In the AAA now, teams, that is. Yeah. Now, uh, the league title in AAA has been uh, has stayed in Edinburgh for the last two seasons, back to back, the Edinburgh Devils in 2021, the Edinburgh Cannons last year. Um, do you feel that the Knights are in a position to start challenging for the league title in singly? Uh, and is that are you, are you do you feel any kind of pressure to complete the set, if you will? 
Uh, I think Rudy's got the pressure as well. It will work both ways. Um, but no, I, I do think that it is something that we can do. And I think the the team outright sort of has the confidence in themselves to go on and do one, if not both, of the single A Cups as well. But like I say, it's that competitive a league that both the teams in Glasgow and Tayport, they'll all be saying the same thing, is that they're raring to go for it as well to get the season started. Yeah. Now, you guys don't have a game this Sunday. I believe you guys don't play until, I've just checked there, it's Sunday week three. Uh, you yeah. guys are visiting the Comets in Glasgow. Um, do you feel like having that extra couple of weeks after the start of the season, after maybe getting a couple of AAA innings in, do you think that that's a benefit for you guys or would you rather be getting your teeth sunk into it straight away? Uh, half and half. I mean, the, the extra couple of weeks allows, obviously, our midweek trainings now start up. I think it's after Sunday. So there's a lot of folk that haven't been down yet that, you know, I've been messaging and saying, oh, once the midweek starts, we'll be back down, you know, Sunday commitments will work and stuff like that has stopped them coming down. So midweek trainings will help with that. And, I mean, more time to practice is more time to practice. Nobody's going to complain about it. And lastly for me, Ryan, uh, you have uh, a lot of, you probably have uh, a lot more miles in front of you than anybody else in this in this panel here. Uh, you've got you've got a lot of playing years probably left in you compared to some of us. Um, what are your personal goals from a playing standpoint for this coming season and beyond? Uh, I remember Jason asked me this last time and I said maybe I hit my first home run and I've still not done that so that's still on the list but no the either the move up to full-time AAA but there's no pressure really uh, or just you know taking the Knights to one of two cups if not both uh, would be would be really good That's excellent thanks Ryan and uh, Jason do you have anything for Ryan this evening? <laughs> I do. So last time we chatted, Mookie, you didn't have a favorite baseball team yet. Have you figured one yet? <laughs> um, so I'm going to New York. Uh, sorry, no, I'm not. I'm going to Boston and Philadelphia in May. And I'm going to see the Red Sox and possibly the Phillies. So I'll get back to you after that about which one is better. Uh, whatever one really doesn't support. <laughs> I used to go the game, go over whoever wins this game is, is going to be my team. Do it that way. Well, I think it's the Red Sox and the Cardinals that I'm going to see. So if I do it that way, I don't know, are they good teams to, <laughs> to decide between? No, not at all. <laughs> um, I've got a few more comments here. Sylvan uh, has a response to Rudy. Uh, well, I won't be there, so someone has to be me and swing at the first pitch. Uh, Paul Convoy, uh, President of Baseball Scotland, says, Mook VP, Mook VP. Um, Beefsky says, Mon the Cardinals. And Brian uh, claims that you're clearly a Red Sox fan, Mookie. Um, Brian, of course, a died in the uh, Bean Towner. Uh, so, yeah, that's the comments that we've got. Uh, would you like to respond to that, Ryan? Um, like I say, I'll, I'll decide in May when I go and see them. If they're any good, I'll follow them. If not, I'll uh, I'll look at a different. <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, guys! Uh, thanks so much for joining us. It's been really great chatting uh, with both of you and with Sylvan. Thank you for joining us, Sylvan, and taking some time out of that absolutely gorgeous vacation that you're on out there in Argentina. Um, Jason, let's uh, talk about the rest of the games this coming Sunday. It's a full slate in AAA. Uh, we've got the Glasgow Derby. The Glasgow Comets play 
the away team and their visit in the Glasgow Galaxy. Uh, the same teams will be meeting in the Glasgow Derby in single A as well. That's the sole single A matchup this weekend. It's going to be interesting to see which of the two Glasgow teams gets off to a winning start in both leagues. Uh, the Comets are probably, from a talent standpoint, one of the, the most uh, well, well kind of balanced Comets teams that I've seen come along in a long time. Uh, the Galaxy have picked up some really decent talents for what I hear uh, in pre-season as well. So that should be an interesting matchup in both fronts. And uh, up north, we have the Tayport Breakers who play the uh, Aberdeen Oilers. Let me just quickly check. Uh, so it's the Oilers at the Breakers. So the Oilers are visiting the beautiful field up there in Tayport. Uh, for a tilt against the T-Port Breakers. Obviously, the Oilers, they don't have a single-A team, so just the one single-A game this week. You want me? What? <laughs> you stopped. <laughs> you, your, your thoughts, Jason? <laughs> I, like I said, it's opening day, so you, you gave me no intro on that. Just, there we go. So, uh, yeah, opening day should be fun. Looking forward to the season starting. I'm going to pop down on Sunday and catch an inning or two and, and say hello there. So uh, I'm looking forward to the season starting. So, Yeah, I'm going to have a wee present for you as well. I'll drop into your place before I go down to the field. Uh, I've got a bog and bagpipes mug for you and Paul. Um, yeah, I'm going to be in Edinburgh, like I said earlier. Uh, coverage is going to start at facebook.com slash baseball Scotland at 120. I'll do a quick uh, quick intro, read out the lineups. Uh, I'm going to try and keep an eye on the single A game in Glasgow as well and give an update on the score there. Uh, first pitch, 130 in AAA, so you will have all the action coming to you live on the live stream on the Baseball Scotland Facebook. So I do hope that anyone watching or listening who's not going to be playing in a game will join us uh, and I'll I'll try my best to, to call the action uh, uh, as best I can. Uh, but yeah, beyond that, all that's left to do is say goodnight to everyone. Uh, we are on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Caps and Pipes. We're on Twitter. It's at Caps and Pipes. On Instagram, Jason decided to Spice it up and it's just ball caps and bagpipes. Uh, we've got a Twitch. Just search for ball caps and bagpipes on Twitch because it's just one of those daft uh, URLs on there. Um, we're on YouTube. Search us on YouTube and uh, subscribe. Like and subscribe. Uh, smash all that, you know, all that <laughs> other patter that podcasters do. Um, we have, uh, there's merchandise. There's Baseball Scotland merchandise at baseballscotlandshop.com. You can buy a ball caps and bagpipes t-shirt or a hoodie if you're so inclined. Uh, Apparently, it's twitch.tv slash ballcaps and bagpipes, according to uh, Graham. So I've completely fucked it. <laughs> Go to our link tree. It has all our socials in there. Yeah, link tree, whatever the link tree is. Uh, I just search. <laughs> Let's see. There's no one else called ballpacks and bagpipes. Throw it into Google. You'll find all, all information there. Yeah. And you'll also find a lot of images of ballcaps and bagpipes. But the only place you can get both of those things in the same place is right here. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we credits uh, uh, Riley and Kyle uh, did the logo uh, concept by Jason Dare. Intro by Chris Kelly. And uh, I've been John McKellar. He's been Jason Dare. The other guy there has been Rory Dunn and the other guy in the corner has been Ryan McKay McFarlane. Thank you for joining us and uh, we'll catch you in two weeks. Bye, guys. See you on the field soon. Bobby Bonilla. <laughs>